The San Francisco 49ers improved the 2-0, their first place in the NFC West, because they just defeated the Lambs. Bah! It's Victory Monday, baby! And I got my man Aaron 49ers first takes in the building. Let's go! We so bright that we shine it. Monday, the 49ers are officially 2-0. They're sitting in first place. Not a lot of games, but first place always feels good. I got my main man, Aaron, in here. How are you doing on this Victory Monday, bro? I'm doing great. Uh, my stress level was a little high yesterday. Uh, I turned into my old self for a bit. I was cursing at the TV and yelling and trying to figure out what was going on in some on some parts of the game. But uh, all in all, pretty pretty good uh the Niners did what they needed to do they uh took that road victory and now we got a chance to do you know go three and oh before the end of the week uh like if it. we play our cards right on Thursday I like it before the end of the week the 49ers could be three and oh before the end of the week crazy right Thursday night football 49ers home game season opener Giants we'll talk a little bit about that on today's episode shout out to the Breezy Bunch crew they're definitely in the building and they're chilling my man Mike Eng's in the building Christy Marie's in the building Peachy Brown thanks for tuning in faithful make sure to smash that like button on your way in if you're new to the channel subscribe and if you love the experience here join the BB crew all right join the crew for sure my man Troy what's going on baby hey your nose they got the victory, too, this weekend, I believe, in, in, in college football. Congratulations to you. My, my Wolverines won. Peachy's Ohio State. The Ohio State guys, they won, too. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Marty Mar, what's going on, man? Colin is in the building. Oh, man, the crew is here. Miss Debbie, good morning, Wayne. Blessings to everyone joining this fine Victory Monday. Please remember to hit that like button, y'all. Ronnie 33, let's go. Victory Monday. I hope no one is drinking right now like like save it later 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 uh listen i got a great poll going on there i want to know how you guys feel about uh coach wilkes all right i want to know how you guys feel about coach wilkes so far what's going on uncle scott's in the building don't bother me he's in the building and my man vz408 is in the building shout out to the bb crew if you're not a member of the crew all you got to do is click the join button right there on the show it's also on the link of the description of the show if you're going to watch it later go ahead and join the bb crew you will get all cool kinds of perks and all that good stuff plus i just like to see names in different colors i think that's the best part for me and then I get to shout you guys out, all right? I see Chrissy1687 is in the building. Before criticizing Purdy's misses, let's talk about the – we're going to talk about it all. We're going to talk about it all because the misses happened before that one more minute and 48-second drive. All right, no, but we're going to talk about it all. We're going to have some fun on today's show. We're going to get Aaron's takes on the game. We got some news we want to break down. Uh, make sure you guys check out the sponsor of today's show as residency.com. Use the promo code SFBreezy and you'll save $5 on your purchase. All right. Use that promo code SFBreezy. You'll save $5 on your purchase. All right. Let's get down to the get down. Um, 49ers won 30 to 20. Improved the 2 and 0. First place of the NFC West. Let's do a little recap, man. Uh, 49ers looked like that they were. It, it looked. 
in the beginning, if you felt comfortable, right? You felt like it was a dominant game. They were going to dominate on the ground. Where did you get from at the very beginning of the game? We'll break it down. Where did you get from the very beginning of the game, Aaron? I thought this was going to be a little bit more of a continuation of what we saw in Pittsburgh, just the way we were able to move the ball quite easily. Um, it's, uh, you know, I was looking at the offensive line and watching the offensive line. I think for the most part, they did really well during the game, but especially early on, I didn't, I didn't see any uh, cause for concern as the, like what we were in Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I mean, I thought the game, I don't know, man, like I, I didn't, I didn't expect the defense to come out as flat as they did. So like, yeah, I was a little surprised how things started to turn a little bit and eventually, you know, it became the game that it became with, uh, you know, the back and forth and stuff, but I thought they looked pretty good to start the game. Uh, it was more of a, just a, you know, you call pretty dink and dunk or whatever you want to call it. But, uh, you know, the Niners offense is efficient. They move the ball, they get first downs. They just, they move up and down the field quite easily. Uh, so I thought it was more of the same, but as we will discuss it, wasn't quite that. Yeah, it wasn't quite the same chemistry, for lack of words, that we saw week one against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But to be fair, we were going up against, going up against a different monster, uh, a monster that's probably more battle-tested to face the 49ers. I mean, this yep. is a division rival. Yep. It's Sean McVay. It's Kyle Shanahan. They know each other like books. Right, and it comes down to which team or which team is going to be more disciplined. Which team is has the extra wrinkles, the extra little secrets in their books that we don't know about. So that's kind of like what it came down to. When I was watching this game, the first thing that came to my mind was, "Damn, Sean McVay and 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 Lafleur got their offense looking pretty identical to the 49ers' offense." You want to talk about dink and dunk? Matt Stafford was the dink and dunk king. In this game, like he was just getting it out of his hands really quickly, trying to negate any type of pass rush the 49ers were sending at him. It was just it was just weird to see the Rams play quick trigger football. Yeah. I mean, and, and I was I was waiting for Matthew Stafford to throw it up and get it down the field. When he has to force his passes, that's when he makes mistakes, man. Did you see anything different from Matthew Stafford and, and these 2023 Rams? You're right, a hundred percent. This was definitely of a patient, uh, a patient uh, type of offensive approach that came into this game. I mean, those dink and dunk is the name of the game. It was uh, definitely not what I'm used to with the Rams. I'm used to a lot of downfield throws, testing the corners, you know, uh, testing their offensive line, um, and the fact that the defense really didn't have any pressure on him, or at least they didn't allow it to happen because they were so quick with what they were doing. Man, it was it was frustrating. Like it was like this literally it, we we know it was literally the same guy catching all the passes like every other every other throw. So I thought the Rams approach was a little different to counter the Niners ferocious pass rush. Uh, but, um, you know, I'm not surprised. I mean, we were going and this is a pretty much these two these two coaches are kind of identical in how they approach things. So it's not really, uh, really a surprise to me. It's um. It's kind of cool in a way if you think about it. Just the 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 tree of the Shanahan's, how it's kind of sprinkled its way throughout the league, and uh, when you watch these games, it's like you're not really surprised what's happening because these guys know each other so well, and you know all of us want us to blow the Rams out and bust them up. Like, but it, I just I had a vibe before the game, and I talked about it during the week that I felt it was going to be a close game, and it 100% was that. Yeah. Um, 
I know a lot of people, we all watched the same game and a lot of us were probably feeling the same way. Uh, and, and you know, what what is going on with this defense? Why are they, like, why are they not getting off the field uh, to give the offense some opportunities or more opportunities to do some things with the football? Uh, and I'm just looking at some of the, the members, their comments, and I'm putting oh, them up it. here. Yeah. yeah, like my man Oscar says, this game planning by Wilkes was trash. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I guess we could, uh, can, can we call it trash, right? So like, like okay, so this is what I, I had to, you know, after I overreacted, I had to kind of like come back into my mental and kind of think the way I thought Steve Wilkes might have tried to call the game. Now, I hate soft coverage. No one hates it more than me. I, I hate, I even hate the five-yard soft coverage. Five is too much. That's what Ambry Thomas used to play, and I hate it. And I'm like, dude, you're a press man guy. Get the freak up there. Jam the guy on the... But for some reason, we were playing 10 yards off the ball. Like, 10 yards. So, literally, my, my thought process was this. Wilkes was like, you can have the underneath but you're not beating us deep. And people were like, well, how are they going to be? They didn't have anybody. They had a speedy 2-2 Atwell who runs a 4-3, and you let him get behind the defense, it's a wrap, right? Because what can Matthew Stafford do? Get the ball down the field. To me, this is why, and what Chrissy uh, 1687 said, this is why the pressure was kind of like negated, right? Because all these short throws, there was no time generated for the 49ers front four to dial up anything. I mean, there were some hurries in there. There was some there was there was some pressure, but they just could not get to Stafford. He was getting the ball out of his hand like in two seconds, bro. Like Nakua, because of the soft coverage, Nakua was always open. Every and then there play. were just some passes he dropped, but he was still open. Right? Uh, we made him look I I know he's had a good game week one. But we made this dude look like the second coming. I'm like, I was, I was of Cooper Cup, bro. Like he I was, was th- right. Bro. But I was telling my brother, I was like, are they gonna let him break To's record? Are you serious? Like, Listen. what is happening right now? Like, come on now. Like, get a little bit aggressive. Yeah, it was like <sighs> it was literally pitch and catch the whole that's the whole game. That that was it. And then I think they were gonna and 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 I remember one of my keys. I was like, don't let the Rams get to the red zone, mm-hmm. particularly around the goal line. Because they'll find a way. You want to know where their offensive line flourishes? It's when they're trying to get that push on that goal. They 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 score. They scored three rushing touchdowns in week one from that area. As soon as they got there, Kyron Williams balls it in, right? And I'm just like, oh, man, that was one of his touchdowns. And he caught another one. So I was just like, dang, like, we needed to keep ourselves out of those type of situations. You know what I'm saying? But unfortunately... The Niners put themselves in those situations. Defense was playing soft. I felt like uh, the 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 penalties. Look, the the penalty. There were three. The 49ers went to. Here's what's interesting, Aaron. The 49ers went to the fourth quarter with three penalties for 17 yards. But I swear to goodness, the when those penalties happened, they were like at the worst opportune mm-hmm. times. But we were literally winning the penalty game up until the fourth quarter, which we lost, even though we tied. Both teams had six penalties, but we ours were for 57 yards. Theirs were for 55 yards. To me, I'm like, the Niners got to find a way to continue to play discipline. I'm okay with a false start or uh, a legal procedure. You know, Debo got that little fight. Those, I, I get. Like, th- those are just not being set. But the but the roughing the passers, like the, the, the roughing, uh, not the pass, just the pass, the, the personal foul calls, those got to stop. The, the Dre Greenlaw. That was 
which I thought was bull crap. It was a horrible call. What 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 in that what in that chain of events did you see that would you consider a personal foul? It had to be the extra little itty bitty shove at the end. But it it it, it ain't like he didn't I, slam him though. But it's my, not my, like he gave him the rock bottom. He it, did a it, little bit of a hip toss and the guy it, fell. It's because they blew the damn whistle. And 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 those football players' minds, they probably can't hear that whistle. No. Especially with all the Niners fans there. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you did that. They probably can't hear the whistle. So if I know Dre like I know Dre, he didn't hear that whistle. So it was more like I'm I'm trying to get to this ball until I hear the whistle. And unfortunately, he shoves the player a little bit, 15 yards, and it just extends drives. Like, those are the dumb, those are the ones they got to figure out. Like, them the disciplined ones. But I felt like overall they played a decent game. They had less uh, penalties. That's that. I mean, if that we're going in the right direction, right? Six to, six to 11. It's five less penalties. Yeah, You're absolutely right. That's the only that, time going backwards in football is good is when you have less penalties. But, damn, they got all the way to the fourth quarter. They only had three. They only had three. It's them Hollywood writers. Like the dudes, one guy said in the comments, they gotta, it's got to happen. That's just how, it, that's how they, that's how they work out those games. You know, we were talking about that being a, a, a iffy call. Then you watch the Sunday night game and the Dolphins <laughs> almost lose. How do you not call, stop it? How do you not stop forward progress on that play? Are you talking about the had, toss, the, the Gusecki toss yeah. back? He was stopped. I, did so they did they game, say he they was stopped? Two, no, they never called. They never called the uh, uh, lack of for, stop of you know the port of progress penalty. But he had it, five people on him, so technically he should have been I'm, stopped. Right. I got you. It, okay, it, so they don't call it in that game, and it's right. obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in this one, they call it almost immediately. And the Niners, if you watch a lot of the players, like he was fighting his way and they were trying to dump him on his head. Like what you're supposed to do, swarm the ball, take a guy down. It, they're, they're not consistent in how they call these penalties. It's, 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 uh, it's ridiculous. Like yeah. that, like the one in the one that they didn't call with the, like I said, the night game, it was like ridiculous or they didn't call it. It was like, yeah, like four or five guys on him. And he's in, and, and it's that immediately that should be called. Like the whistle should have been, he, I don't know why they choke on the whistle sometimes, and then other times they're so quick to do it. it. It doesn't make any sense. It always comes down to like, I mean, the the, the officials in in any sport, it comes down to their discretion, right? Like, they're 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 not gonna always be consistent, like right. And that's why, like, sometimes you know, it's it's, it's worse in the NBA. Like, there's certain NBA officials you don't want reffing your games right when it get to the playoffs you get all the ones you don't want <laughs> like reffing the games like Rep. all the bad and so it comes down to luck like is it tony brothers but it's the same thing in 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 the nfl and because they rotate and they don't build some type of consistency and i think they're on a grading uh schedule in the nfl so the higher they grade the better games they get or whatever however it works i don't know uh, all i know is I'm not trying to complain about the penalties, right. the dumb ones I want to complain about. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the Jawan Jennings crackback penalty because last night on the overreaction show, I didn't get a I I don't remember seeing him lunge. I thought I saw Jennings say, Oh, this guy not looking. I'm just gonna stop. And his I thought it, oh, go ahead. 
and then, and 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 his he was able to stop, be a wall, and physics happened. Now, if he lunged, I missed it, and I haven't watched it again as far as like on the all twenty two, which is I'm gonna watch after we finish the show. So I'm trying to figure out like why was that called if he didn't lunge? I thought it was a penalty. Okay, because I he, thought he, that he I thought that he set his feet and put his shoulder down and and okay. whacked the guy. Okay. Like it, it, but I thought me, you had to. Did, did he didn't dip look the shoulder? Natural. Okay. It's kind of. It, it's hard to explain, but it didn't look like a natural. Like, oh, I don't see him. Oh, no. It was like it was. It Which, looked. It didn't look seamless, and then that's why I think the refs called it. Like mm. there, there was a little bit of emotion to it, where it looked like he kind of did this and kind of popped the guy. Whereas if you're just in the way and you just stand there and a dude runs into you, that's a whole different thing. Like he didn't stand there and let a dude run into him. There was a little bit of dip and I hate, I, listen, I'm all Niners all the time. I'm all like, okay. every call is crap, but it looked, it was one I of those where like, I get it. I, I didn't see the dip. I, I may, I, I do agree with your, your, uh, your synopsis of the play. Like I agree. Like it was definitely something he thought it, literally the linebacker wasn't paying attention. That That's who wasn't paying attention. And I think that's why they called it. Cause you're trying to protect, the defenseless guy, even though he's a defender, I don't know. But at the end of the day, like I didn't see a dip of the shoulder, I didn't see a lunge of the shoulder, I didn't see a push of the shoulder. I just saw the intent of if this guy runs into me, I'm gonna lay him out. <laughs> see, we're talking about dips, and I got that song stuck in my hand. I put my hand upon her hip. I see you dip me, dip. But I love how you read my mind. It's so oh, great. Man. This this is this is so cool, but no, nah, look, they called it, and and these are the bonehead penalties that can be detrimental to your team, especially late in the game when you don't have a lead of, I would say, seventeen or more. Right, we were only up by ten at that point, and it could have been one of the penalties that helped cost the Niners the game at that time it happened. So again, it comes down to just, you know, don't try to, I guess my thing is don't try to out smart the, the refs, like just play smart football. That way you don't leave it up into the, you don't give it to them to decide who wins or loses the game. And I feel like sometimes, sometimes just running in the vicinity of a guy and not engaging him, especially if you're behind him, is all you really need to do. I don't understand mm. why sometimes players know that they're going to get a penalty and they still want to engage a guy you, while his back is slightly turned. I don't understand it. Just I don't just I don't get in the way. Just kind I, of go through there and you'll you won't be I able don't, to I feel like I don't see what we saw from Jawan Jennings I don't see often. But what we saw from Mooney Ward like don't put your hands up, bro. Like if if you make the if you if you, if you think it's a penalty, it's a penalty. That's number 1. Number two, don't put your hands up. Because then it calls attention to you. <laughs> I was watching the game, and I'm like, dude, you made the ref watch you because you went like this. He's just like, it, was it me? Oh, I didn't do nothing. Of course you did. If you're going to do it, have conviction, do it all the way. If you're going to commit a penalty that's so obvious, just do it. Don't do that thing where you go like this because then the ref's like, oh, there's that guy. He committed a penalty. Yeah, it's, yeah Moody, Moody needs to... Go back to the drawing board a little bit too. Well, uh, it's it's 
It was one play. There was a couple of plays about Moody I just didn't like. I felt like he wasn't running well. But the I, look, Sean McVay was scheming the hell out of his mm-hmm. offense. I mean, he was running those like legal pick plays, them underneath mm-hmm. routes to where it was hard for Mooney to like figure out. And then and then when Mooney pointed, like Diamador Lenore had to jump on the joint, and it was just too late. I would say Puka Nakua, number one, was their best player in the game. Number two, the kid is big and strong. And number three, I don't know if he gonna last if he don't get them ribs fixed. <laughs> because as great as he was playing, he looked he looked hurt. And to watch him get up, I was like, they gotta stop. They were like, putting they definitely shot him up with some Toradol before the game. And that well, just I don't, wore out. I don't know <laughs> what they use in today's football, bro, but I know at the very beginning, go back and watch the beginning of the game. He was sniffing something pink. I, I remember they they would sniff, sniff smelling salts back in my day. I don't know what that was, but whatever that was got him geared up to play in this game to hopefully numb some of the pain. But the 49ers defense, they were hitting. Like, I think they took Van Jefferson out of the game. <laughs> he caught that one. He had that one play, and he got cracked, but it didn't count because there was a holding call. And I ain't see Van Jefferson for the rest of the game. Like the Niners were hitting. If you came across the middle, I mean that, that's that's the game though, right? Like that. If you go across the middle, you gotta live with the consequences. You gotta pay the piper, man. You gotta get hit. That's just how it works. I don't and even I, care. Like if well, I was a safety, I'd still lay in the guys. I don't care if I get my well, wife. <laughs> well, you you would care if you on this Niners team because these fans don't like penalties. But and I this know. is my point. Everybody was batting, bad mouth and Steve Wilkes. And they were kind of playing like that Tampa two type zone type defense. They're like literally like they they you you could get whatever you can get underneath. A you gonna get tackled and hit hard, and B we not giving up any big plays. No, the four people couldn't get to the quarterback. Uh, the defensive front to me is questionable against this style of offense. But I thought. That the defense would be hella prepared because that's our offense. Damn it. What the what? I'll just say that I thought it took them a long time to adjust. The defense, right? A long time to adjust on defense. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think that was on Wilkes or was it on just the players? Mix of both, I think. You put the players into position by calling certain defenses, and they still got it, you know. Why not just is, run cover one, bro? Like one single high safety, and they're not going to be able to run on you. And they're because they were running too. Like let's they didn't not like, get anything over the top. That, that if you, I was listening to a KBR interview right before. Right, so they uh, ran cover two, you. cover three. So they were I, running. They were making it essentially to where you can get everything you want underneath, but you're mm-hmm. not beating us over the top with big plays, uh, which I understand. But when you sit in that that shell and you just let guys dink and dunk, and you never get. Listen, I love Nick Bosa to death and Hargrave and all those guys, but, man, they weren't even getting close to the quarterback yesterday. I swear to goodness, Matthew Stafford was getting the ball out in two seconds. He was. It was two he, seconds. Their offensive line played really good against the Niners' rush yesterday. Uh, all right, so let's, have, was, let's, let's, let's ask this question. Do we, credit, do we credit their offensive line, or do we credit Matthew Stafford? 
Because, and I'm asking this question and I feel like it's fear. And if people want to feel like it's both, I'm sure there's some Rams fans watching. If you want to feel like it's both. I just, I don't know if their offensive line was that good. I know Matthew Stafford didn't get sacked a lot. But from the scheme that they were calling plays, I just felt like it was almost impossible for our defense to create that pressure. They needed at least three and a half seconds to hopefully try to get there. And I don't think Matthew Stafford took three and a half seconds to throw any passes until kind of like the end where he was trying to get the ball down the field. And for me, I just thought Matthew Stafford stuck to the script. I mean, like, McVay said, this is the script and you stick to it. If you go off this script, we got a problem. And he did it for two weeks. He did it week one and it was successful. And he was very highly successful in this game until he started throwing the picks. His picks came from when he actually started pushing the ball downfield a little bit. There you go. The Niners did what they needed to do. I don't know, man. Like, I thought he played very well, Matthew Stafford, to be honest. I thought that he played very well. And the comments said it. He goes, uh, Mean Street says Purdy. Oh, no, that's not the. Where is it? Uh, It said something a lot. They played into what they were like. The offense played into what the defensive scheme was doing. Okay. So they pretty much were just like, okay, if you're going to give us this this underneath stuff, we're going to freaking give you a death of a thousand paper cuts. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, I'd be interesting to see if the Niners are going to play this way against any team that has a decent quarterback, because I would love to see the man up once in a while and go after the, the passer. I mean, you gotta, you gotta take some risks on defense. You can't play this light all the time and expect teams to just throw into mistakes. Cause not every team that you face has a quarterback that can do that. Uh, for instance, we go against a team like Cincinnati and we play this kind of defense. They're going to put 40 points on the board. So I think the Niners need to figure out uh, how to uh, play this type of defense, but maybe he, it didn't seem like he was being all too aggressive with the blitz either. It was very, very like, just like very soft, like no aggressive play calls on defense. It was very frustrating. It was almost like, it was almost like they were just like, the Rams are going to make mistakes and we'll just, you know, keep playing this type of defense and force him to, you know, take the under, underneath stuff until eventually he throws one to us, which in the end, that's what happened. So in the end, the Niners were right, but it it's, I don't know, man, like that, that's not sustainable during the NFL season. If you're going to play this kind of soft, like wide open underneath stuff, all game, every game, that's not going to vote well, especially if you go, like I said, go against a team like Cincinnati or something, at least you live. Let, let me ask you this question, right? Cause I, I when we played Miami, I felt like we played the same way. We got beat on an underneath route. Police, mm-hmm. go, go figure, right? Where Trent Sherfield just takes off, mm-hmm. right? He's no longer there, but I'm wondering, like, if you play an offense... All right, you watched the game last night, right? Yo, New England played three safeties all game. Like, all they were not... I don't even know what Tyreek Hill did yesterday. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not much. That... I'm, I don't know who on the Rams you fear like Ty, Tyreek Hill, but I do know Steve Wilkes didn't want to get beat by speed. I thought if the if those were the explosive plays, if you get beat underneath and you can't make the tackle, that's when you get mad. Like that, like we're giving you guys 
six or seven yards. You can make your catch. We're going to stop you from the first down as much as we can, but you're not beating us over the top. I just felt like that was his game plan. Half two? Ward has to make that sack too, by the way. But half two? Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> Yeah, come on, bro. I just had to throw that in there, yo. <laughs> how do you get? How do you get stanky? Wait a minute, Cully. Yes, he has to. He. I don't know if it was a cornerback blitz, but I, I, here's. I, I gotta watch the play again. I don't know if it was a cornerback blitz. What I do know is that Mooney did not have a play, a, like a a guy to guard. And I felt like like he took he took off, so it might have been a quarterback blitz. It might have been the play, but you can't dive unless you know they're a stationary quarterback. Like like you know the way Matthew Stafford stepped to the side, bro. I was enamored by Matthew Stafford. I'm sorry. I I know I'm talking like he was great. He was great. I'm sorry. He played I, look, incredible yesterday. He I thought awesome. he did. I thought he. I mean, look, thirty four. That and be a Niners fan still. Yeah, look, thirty four. If you think that anything else. <laughs> He did exactly what I thought he was going to do. Actually, he did exact. I said he was going to throw for 300 yards. I said he was going to throw for two interceptions. And I said he was going to get one touchdown. I thought the Rams were going to get one passing touchdown. He did everything I said he was going to do. I just I saw, didn't know he was going to be that damn accurate on him underneath. Right. I saw him play in the Miami game, which I told my brother uh, – because we're watching it and it was a Miami guy was coming up to do something. I don't know if he was coming up to blitz and he kind of got caught in between where like, he didn't make up his mind whether he was going to come or put his hands up. And so my brother was like, that's when you, when you're a defender and you got a free shot at a quarterback, you need to neither, you need to either stay back and put your arms up or go like this in between trash. I hate it. And I feel like that's what Moody did. Like you got to make a decision when you're rushing, coming at, coming at a quarterback, what you're going to do. Just be fierce. Either just put your hands it, up and try to block the pass. Or just go for the think, chest, the torso. Or right? hit him. Like, yeah, what are you like, doing, man? You can't be timid. Like, this is football. I, I And maybe he's just not confident. Maybe Have we seen Mooney Ward blitz? I've never seen him blitz much. I, I, and I could be wrong. Yeah. But this might have been something that was new to him. It was literally a cornerback blitz. Like, he has to, like, he has to get home. You can't be timid. We saw this in the preseason. Not by him. But I felt like we saw this in a preseason where they didn't know what to do with the quarterback, so they kind of, I don't know. I, I remember we saw this in the NFC game against Dallas, and Eric Armstead didn't want to kill Dak Prescott. And yeah, you got to bust. You got to bust. I'm that. sorry, it's it's him. it's football. Let's talk about the offense. Let's switch to the offensive side. Brock Purdy. Uh, he played. He played a decent game. Um. 17 for 25, 206 yards. Uh no touchdowns today though. Um no touchdowns. He was sacked once on a on a on a on a breakdown play from pressure. I thought I thought he got back to the line of scrimmage. It was for no gain, but they still counted it as a sack. That was by the rookie Byron Young. I love Byron Young too. I the moment I interviewed him, I wanted him to be a Niner, but unfortunately the Rams scooped him up. He would go to the NFC West too bum um Brock Purdy man let's talk about his performance I thought Brock Purdy played well enough for the 49ers to continue to be successful and win yep but a lot of people are criticizing Brock 
on the overthrows. So let me be the first to say he has to make those throws. Yes, he does. Let me also be the first to say I am so freaking glad he is attempting to get the ball down the field. Let me explain, Aaron, before I let you take over what he was doing. Brock Purdy is smart. How smart? Well, he figures it out. He goes to his progressions and he figures out where's the man coverage. The Rams rarely play man coverage. On each one of those throws, the Niners had their man be. Brandon Ayuk had his man be on the sluggle route. Debo Samuel had his man beat, which I felt like was the worst of all the throws. And then Jawan Jennings had the corner and the safety beat. So he was double covered, and Brock still threw into double coverage? You don't throw into double coverage, but you do throw into double coverage when you know your man has beat the double coverage. I was... I was awed, and all I kept saying is, damn it, if he hit those throws, they will be talking about Brock. Who the fuck is Brock Purdy, bro? Yeah, those those are those are gimmies, man. Um, I felt like the one to Ayuk, and I don't know if you got this or not. I feel like Ayuk wasn't running full speed on that one. Could have been. Because he's hurting. He was hurting bad. His one one ne- report said a neck. One report said a shoulder. It's all connected. Like, I felt like I do- – it's all connected. I, I know my guy Ted has has been banging on the uh, banging on the table for you know Purdy saying he he struggled in camp with the downfield stuff, whether being underthrown or overthrown. But and, he's a, he's attempting them. I think right. I think according- I, I think that's what Ted was been trying to say all along. It's definitely something that he needs to get better at. Yeah. And I guess other than that, he played pretty solid. Uh, but you do you got to make gimme throws when you get them, especially in a divisional game like this where you know it's going to be close. Uh, I thought, Like I said, I thought the IU one was a little bit like he was running, a li- little bit scared. I, I I felt like, I I don't know. I just feel like quarterbacks, he didn't run like he was scared because he had his man beat. He, oh, the route, he was running. He just, the he route didn't was look, nasty. He didn't <laughs> look as, I don't know, it's hard to explain. This is just my personal opinion. No, you, you, you he, could he be right. He didn't look like he was running full speed. It, I I don't think it was that. I, I felt like he was, but he had his man beat, and Brock just aired it out. Like, he aired the whole out. Like, he literally aired it out. I, I don't even know if Brandon Ayuk running full speed would have caught that ball. It was It was overthrown. But I don't know how much of – I don't know how much adjustment the quarterback can make to to make that throw perfect. Like, you just, you just got to – I don't know. It – that he had, I mean, he 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 had me beat like on the route. I mean, like, he just he was like, bam, bam, like it was mm-hmm. not even a zig, just quick slant, go out, slant up, like sluggle, bam. The the way I look at it is this, man. If this is the worst of Brock, oh, he can only go up. That's it. Here. It's only gonna and get listen, better. He's gonna get more opportunity to throw the ball downfield. So uh, he just has to make he just has to make those plays. Uh, yes. It, it and then I listen. I'm not listen. There's People have certain narratives that they like to run with about Brock Purdy. Um, and so yesterday they won, right? They they got, see, I told you so kind of thing. But there's a long season ahead of us, guys. And oh. Brock Purdy has a chance to shut up a lot of people by just keeping getting better. He didn't throw any interceptable balls yesterday. None. None. So that was an improvement right there. Zero interceptable passes. That's an upgrade. There wasn't like a thing where a guy kind of like it hit him in the hands. Nothing. There was none of that. So that that's an improvement. 
your preacher. And and how about the fact that he's attempting those those gross. those? I don't think people are understanding what he's doing though. I'll say it one more time. He's giving different looks to defenses so that they have to respect them. Yo, like, but but the fact that in a zone based defense he's locating the man coverage. Like, that's what you want. You trust your guy to win in man every single time. If you were my receiver and you had a one-on-one, I'm throwing you the ball every single time. I you trust you. Up. You got to throw it up because I got no speed. I'll use listen, my 6'3 frame. I trust you <laughs> on a 50-50 ball because that's what it's going to be. It's 50-50. Right. Either you're going to come down with it. I mean, you could break it down into quarter percentages or whatever like that. Like, it could be incomplete. It could be. It's still 50-50, like, in my opinion. I'm trusting you on that. The fact that Brock is recognizing that, that's dope. So he didn't see that he's it was all it was pretty much predominantly man week one. And then week two, they were a lot of zone. Brock was getting the underneath routes going. Lots we saw more screens in this game, right? Didn't we say didn't we say it was gonna be more screen passes? Bring they them. play zone defense. Yeah, listen, look, um, my man LA uh Rams take one of the the greatest Rams fans of all time, and he supports this channel. And we get into our little verbal disagreements all the time. Uh, but he did ask a question, uh, and he's been supporting me from the old channel. So I want to give this man some love. So he says, can we get an honest assessment about Puka Nakua? Uh, I want to get your thoughts because he was your he was the offense for the he Rams. He was the bane of our existence um, as a 49er fan. He was amazing. You guys might have found yourself a future star. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see as the season takes, you know, takes, nah, course, takes he's course, but he he's looked, he's he it. was killing the Niners. So well, uh, with Puka, assessment, I think you got a player. Can uh, somebody just, get his get measurements wrist, right? for us while we talk on the show? Cause I don't feel like looking them up. Give me his measure. The kid is all right. This is the, the I'm going to go off his measurables, right? I feel like he's six, three. I'm just going to throw that out there. If he's shorter than that, damn, that's even scarier, right? Here's the thing. He's strong. Like, I've never seen that many 49er defenders have to tackle one person. And Nakua always fell forward. I'm trying to figure out, like, what the hell? Like, they couldn't. And that was with busted ribs. I'm not going front. Cooper Cup, who may be damaged goods going in the future, but you got a guy like Puka Nakua, and then you got the speed of Tutu Atwell. The Rams gonna have them some receivers. You know what I mean? Six one two oh five. Damn, like that's like it, yo. But he's still big. Like he's six one. That's right. that's a matchup. That's a mismatch. And he has the quick feet. Like he might not have that speed, but he has quick feet. And he, you listen. I'm curious though to see him and Press Man though. I got not from just the Niners, by anybody. No one's been pressing this kid. No one's been trying to knock him off his ass. Like I'm curious to see how that would do, but I'm gonna keep it a buck with you, uh, L.A. Rams take. Yeah, got to well. You got to get this kid. Rest him up, man. Like you, that he's part of the future. Don't let his ribs. I mean, he played. Uh, he he was in the game. He was in the game. Like he played. He was y'all. He was y'all bright star, man. Uh, and Kyron Williams is nice too. I, I, I'm not gonna stunt. I mean, that's why he took Cam Akers' job, running back from Notre Dame. So you got that the Rams got a future. Matthew Stafford, if he could continue to stick to the script, they might not be 
uh, they might finish in second in the NFC West and yeah. potentially try to push for the first spot. So yeah, that's dope. Like that, like y'all got y'all got a y'all got some nice players. I ain't even going. We stunt. were pooping on them all off season about how they didn't have nobody. I thought youth meant that they were going to struggle. I'm the yeah. first one to say that I'm we wrong. All, I think most Niners fans thought that they were going to struggle this year because they don't have anybody we recognize. But you have to understand, Rams fans, the way they we follow our team, that's still how they follow their team. So they probably have a lot more insight on some of these guys who we just look at and say, "Who's that bum? Who's this bum? Who's this bum?" Like they know these guys, so. Uh, I had no idea who Puka Nakua was until before oh, the I game. Seen him and at the I didn't, Like, damn, dude. <laughs> I know who he is now. Damn. Well, I like him, Ronnie Bell. To me, those were the underdogs at the Senior Bowl that wasn't getting, like, a lot of attention. Like, all the attention went to Tank Dell, uh, Reed from Michigan State. Like, those are the guys who were getting all the hype. So I'm looking at these dudes, and I'm like, yo, they nice. Like, they, like they, they football players. You know, and you can't teach football players. Like, oh. some kids are talented, but some kids just just understand. And that, to me, was who Puka Nakua is. And you know, you know, great Do you player. You feel that players early in the draft get drafted over elite skill, some elite skill set that they have. And the later you get in the draft, you get more football players who are kind of more well rounded. Because I yeah. felt like that's what we got with Puka and what we have. Well, at least we had in the preseason. We haven't saw it in the regular season with Ronnie Bell. Yeah. I would love to see him get some touches. I don't know if they just don't look at him or they just, he has to earn his way to get some. Nah. Last game, Brock Purdy missed him. He was wide open. Brock Purdy just didn't read it. Like it was, he had a wide, like, so, so uh, he came in this game uh, once Ayuk was out. And I, I got yeah. I got to go watch the all twenty twos. Now I didn't know he was wide open until I watched the all twenty two of the Steelers game. I'm like, damn, Brock, he was wide open. That was a touchdown, bro. But Brock just missed. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, but like I think he has to earn his reps, right? So like he gets in there. He look look at look at what happened week one with Brandon Ayuk. As great of a game Ayuk had, eight catches. Eight receptions, eight targets, 129 yards, two touchdowns. What did we talk about all week long? I forget. The block. The block. The blo- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The like block, the block. Field on the Christian the, McCaffrey touchdown. That's the yeah. only thing. Nobody yeah. cared about nothing else except for fantasy football play, uh, owners. All they talked about was the block, right? Mm-hmm. I felt like Ronnie Bell was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> I got a block. Right, so in this game... It wasn't as an impressive block as the Brandon Ayuk, but damn, he got he put his he got his body in there, like you know what I mean. So I'm like, yo, this kid gonna be nice. Like if he gets that part of football, he can catch, he can get open. He doesn't have to learn that. Kyle can scheme him. It's a it's a trust thing too. Definitely. Like if I'm a quarterback, I'm going to Debo and Ayuk and Kittle first. Absolutely. I mean, before I go to Ronnie Bell, they they're your guys. Look. Let's talk about Debo Samuel. Uh, oh, let's finish that Brock Purdy. Listen, this is what I love about Brock Purdy. The ice in his veins. I mean, oh, absolutely. Stays, da- he stays this the whole Bro, game. Down by seven, minute 48 to go in the half. No problem. Zero problems. No problem. Right down he, the field, like nothing. But, but how did he cap off the drive, bro? He freaking took his giant, massive testicular uh, uh, 
things that are attached to his body and he and he pushed them into the end zone. He along took with his balls, bro, and said, oh. I got bigger balls than this whole defensive line. He went straight up Kinlaw and said, no, yeah, it was Kinlaw. <laughs> I got bigger balls than you. And he, he rushed that touchdown. In. Yeah. Sorry, Grant. <laughs> Sorry, Grant. I love but you. No, seriously. Like, that's what he did, yo. With with the time, no timeouts, nothing on the clock. Like that was bro- dude. I was impressed. I don't I'm Thank you, you and me are about the same age. We saw a lot of football. A lot of football. Certain things impress me. A lot of football. And one thing that impresses me is a guy who no matter what you throw at him has zero he has like there's nothing you can't rattle Brock Birdie. That's no why what. I just wasn't like we were down and I wasn't worried. Exactly. I'm never worried with this kid. I'm like, we're going to figure out something here. I feel it, it, like we haven't seen that in so long. Like we haven't had that. I worried with Jimmy. I worried if he was going to get injured on every throwback. I worried if he's going to throw an interception, which he sucked with the Raiders this past weekend. I worried, uh, right? Ha ha, sucker. Sorry, uh-huh. I'm not a Jimmy fan. That All was right. actually kind of dope uh, soundbite. We need to record that. But I was worried, Aaron. I wasn't worried, excuse me, about Brock Purdy. You know what I mean? Like, I just, the Niners just, I just felt like whenever they got an opportunity, they would figure out a way to try to capitalize off of it. And it really came down, the Niners winning this game, it came down to Steve Wilkes making his adjustments, getting away from that soft-ass zone, putting some man defense out there, and told his players, you know what, F this, we're going to man up. Fred Warner, we're going to do a couple of blitzes in this series. The Warner blitz changed the game. Totally changed the game. Isn't it the the saying that big you know your best players when the game is on the line like oh they, yeah they're the ones that's, that got to make the plays that's why they get and, paid the big and, bucks and then that's why Fred Warner gets paid huge money a nice game tilting sack or the you know if the defense is so great like everybody's talking about yeah they might have a rough game and give up a lot of yards but at the end of the day they get two clutch interceptions that change the the. the changed the game that gave the Niners the ability to kick a couple field goals. And at the end, the last drive was a, was no, no problem because there was no chance they were going to win the game because they just didn't have enough time left. The fact speaking that they of, kicked that field goal though, come speaking on. Speaking of field goals, let's, let's talk about, well, that's a bitch move. I'm sorry. It it was petty. <laughs> sorry. That was my tweet. I could. I didn't want to say anything too derogatory, but it was petty as f. Yeah, it was petty. Uh, covering the point spread or getting that your looks ki- super sus, dude. Or was he giving his kicker the reps? I know somebody commented that on my Twitter. He was giving his kicker some reps. I'm like, if anything, go for the touchdown. Like, I, yeah. I'm not. I'd rather you went for the touchdown. Let's right? take a timeout so that we can kick a field goal at the end of the game. Why? You're Let's done. Talk- it's over. Yeah. Let's talk about field goals, though. My man. <laughs> Jake My man. Moody goes three for three, bro. Again. 57-yard field goal. It barely got in there, but it got in. Hold up, bro. No, 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 no. That 57-yarder was in there. Did it? No, because yeah. I think from the from where I was watching. Nah, that was in there. That was clear present danger, bro. Let's talk about it, man. Okay. Longest field goal as a rookie. Period. So he, he, oh, he owns a record right now, his rookie season. Second in team's history to David Aker's 63-yard field goal. I'm hoping we never have to attempt a 63-yard field goal or a 64-yard field goal. 
But I get this funny feeling that Kyle Shanahan is more petty than any coach in the NFL. And he's going to show you why he drafted this kicker with a third-round pick. Yo, I just get this funny feeling that he's going to do something there. And it's going to be a 64, 65-yard field goal attempt by this rookie. Yeah, I was was very impressed. For as bad as he looked in the preseason, man, because he looked bad. <laughs> I, what, what's he looked, no 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 looking bad is missing all year ten. He was three for five. If he anything, he scared. He finished he with the, like it was a little big for him in the preseason. I get what you're saying. My, he looked like remember the interview saying. when they interviewed him after the game. Yeah, a lot of people were saying, "Yo, like, yo, this dude is shook. He yeah. looks scared." And so I kind of ran with that mentally because I'm, you know, sometimes I let other people's opinions kind of cloud my better judgment, and so. Yeah, that's all over with. All right, <laughs> After so, that kick yesterday, I'm I'm good. So you and, and Slick68 said the ball barely made it in. And, hey, man, barely or almost doesn't count. It went Thanks, in. Thanks, Slick. <laughs> Sorry. It went in. All right? So barely made it in, cool. But it still went in. It still went in, yeah. Six for six on the season, though. A guy that I'm... went 60% in, what, two games is going 100% in two games that count. Yep. You're right. So, like, as 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 a fan base, don't put too much stock into preseason, practice, all that type of stuff. I know that's what we got. That's the concrete evidence. Mm-hmm. But it all, it's all going to come down to how they're utilized, when they're utilized, and to the games that matter. Now, I'm not saying that Jake Moody is going to kick a perfect season. It can happen. I'm not saying that, that that's what's going to happen. But my point is... Like, we should have never knocked him, man. Like, we were trying to get Robbie Gold back. I always include myself in the we, even if I didn't say it, because I felt I was we're right family. there with everybody else. I'm like, yeah. man, maybe we might have made a mistake with this cat. And maybe we need to call up Robbie Gold and waste, you know, $6 million for one season on a kicker who really doesn't <laughs> want to be here. He wants and to I, be in Chicago. <laughs> and I understood. Like, I, I understood why the fans were a little, little nourished, but. Me, me, for me, I believed in our offense. I felt like our offense was going to be better. Another right. game where they scored 30 points, too, by the way. Another game where they scored 30 points. Let, let that sink in. <laughs> let that sink in. This team on a bad day scored 30 points. On a day where their quarterback throws zero touchdowns, misses three wide-open throws. Wow. I, I didn't even think about NFL, that. NFL wide-open throws. I didn't even Maybe think not, about that. So if he hits those throws, let's see. Uh, we scored, what did we score yesterday? 30? 30. Exactly 30. We could have scored 50 points. That's the Think second week it. we could have scored 50 points. Think about that, people. Like, if this is his worst game, and I know Brock, I know Brock Purdy. I don't really know him. But I'm saying, from what I gather from this kid, he's going to come out on Thursday, and he's going to play with some serious red-ass He's gonna have a stick up his rear end. He's gonna he's gonna want to show people like, hey Kyle, call that again, and he's gonna hit him. So I'm if, if any <laughs> if there's one player I'm excited for on Thursday, it's Brock. Right, Rock. Man, that assessment was banging, and and I like that. But if there's one player I'm excited for on Thursday, it's gonna be Jake Moody because on a short week. This might be the game, even though it's our first home game. Gotta win by field goal. Where we gotta rely on our kicker. So, look, it's good that he's getting these reps in. It's good that he's playing well. 
Let's talk about these other records that were, you know, kind of set. CMC rushed for 248 yards in the first two games, I believe. Is it 248 or 268? I can't remember what it is. But the point is, he's second. He's second. It's 268. He's second to Garrison Hurst, who rushed for 325 yards in his first two games. Mm. So I'm curious to see what it would be like in the first three games. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to get Garrison Hurst's first three-game stats and see if something CMC would break that record in the first three Garrison games. Garrison first, I look at the Hurst. I look at the Hurst. Listen, CMC has been a godsend uh, for the 49ers. I mean, yes, he his, has. his rushing ability. Honest, he's a... He's definitely the, one of the difference makers, if not the difference maker on this team offensively, at least right I, now. I feel like it's super fair to say that because have we lost a regular season game since CMC has been starting? Nope. Oh. 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 Hell no. I know. That's why I asked. Hell to the nah. The <laughs> hell to the nah, nah, nah. I'm just saying, like, his ability to break a big one. 51-yard rush. And with the stiff arm, I didn't say mm. stiffy, the stiff arm on a former 49er player, Keller Weatherspoon. He got planted. That was beautiful. Ooh. And then in the presser, they asked him, it was like, hey, you you know, you and a Keller exchange words. Oh, His yeah, response yeah. was iconic. It's perfect. Just asking <laughs> how he was doing. Yeah, <laughs> just, I was just talking how he was doing, a little casual football talk. Bull-loney. He freaking... <laughs> A <laughs> yeah, Witherspoon took exception to getting his freaking ass planted in the dirt. So he was probably salty, and freaking uh, McCaffrey probably told him where he could stick it. I wish Akella Witherspoon wasn't as tall, because if that was a regular size DB, they was going down. Like, the fact he had to kind of, like, reach and push down. Like, they would have been down, and then he possibly would have scored, because he was trying to score on that. But he saw one man. Yeah, that's uh, dude, Christian McCaffrey. I was, t- uh, I know I talk about my brother a lot because that uh, we we I, we watch football together. He'll, he'll come in and watch Niner games if the Dolphins aren't playing, and vice versa. Nice. I told him, I was like, man, I was like, the one thing that I miss is that speed that Mostert has when he gets through a hole, he's gone. And my brother's like, dude, seriously, he goes, McCaffrey's pretty damn nice. I'm like, no, he is. I just. That second level speed, he's like, yeah, but he goes, McCaffrey's like a Swiss Army knife. He can do so much. So I was like, okay, you, you, you're right. I, we, McCaffrey's better. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like that, I miss that little bit of speed. That uh, the Dolphins are a quick team, so but, that but was I, a beautiful run. I, I felt like on that play that we're talking, he, he got a new speed. Like that was speed. Like if 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 Ocalo doesn't, if if Ocalo wasn't in position and already playing back. Yeah, if they're if we're not up against the sideline and that's in the middle of the field, McCaffrey's scoring, bro. Yeah, McCaffrey's gonna he's gonna plant his ass in the dirt and he's gonna walk over him like uh, like Kobe did. Or excuse me, was it Kobe? No, it was uh, who did who did the, who did the step over a Tyron Lue? Who was that? That was uh, Allen Iverson, right? Was that AI? I forgot. I don't know, I but was, that was disrespectful. Super disrespectful. I would have. <laughs> someone would have caught a. Someone would have caught a stray by me right in the side of the head. Lou, Lou wasn't about that life though. But that was disrespectful. Oh, somebody stepped over me. I dude, but it's over. That's I'm like getting it. spit on or something. That was disrespectful, bro. Like, yeah. 
Like real talk, it was Irish. That's what Irish needed to do. He needed to do like a little thank you very much. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Listen, last thing in this game, another accolade, George Kittle, fastest player, uh, fastest 49ers player to reach 400 career receptions. And guess who records he broke? Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice and Roger Craig. He did it in 84 games. Yo. But football's a little different now, right? I mean, it's a throwing league now, right? So, shout out to George Kittle, three catches. 10, uh, 30 yards, excuse me, he's average 10 yards a carry, a catch. It's crazy. George Kittle, not necessarily utilized in the pass catching game. And that, to me, that's what makes the 49ers dangerous, Aaron. Because you can't yeah. use everybody. So the fact that he's just kind of waiting idly by, and then maybe there'll be a game where he just breaks out. Like everybody needs to just, uh, including myself, we need to chill out a little bit. Like, oh, I can't believe he didn't get any catches. This is yeah. ridiculous. And then comes out on a Thursday night and gets like six catches for 120 for, yards. You know what I mean? Like, and just, two touchdowns. Right. Two touchdowns. Like that right. always happens with us, with with him. It's, it, we're just a different type of offense. Kansas City, they, the Chiefs don't really run the ball. They throw the ball all the damn time. You know, they're just all the they're time. a pass team. I mean, 45 guys, like every time I watch a game with uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, he has at least 40 throws a game. It's just like, yeah, but they're barely winning now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's different. It's the sacrifice you pay when you got to pay a quarterback, dude. I like the 49ers. I like the way they're built. I don't care who is productive as long as they, they're productive. And I think that's what it comes down to. The Niners just have to continue to, as long as it all comes down to Brock, like, you know, making the right read, making the throw, uh, being confident, being comfortable. Like, and and that's what I'm getting from Brock. So it really starts with Brock. I know he's surrounded by talent, but he talent just because he's surrounded by talent, he still has to make the play. I don't I don't think people understand that. Like, he still has to make the throw. Like, he still has to make the read and make the throw. And that's solid why like, solid like a Gura. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I like that little Ashford and Simpson solid as a Brock solid. Like he has to make the throws and we're not giving Brock enough credit, right? We're not giving Purdy enough credit. He's as he's scrambling when he needs to scramble. He's making the throws when he needs to make the throws. When you when he drops back, you don't gasp for breath. And if you are gasping, you're wondering if he's gonna hit that big throw down the field. Brock dialed that junk up last night. Like he was trying to get the ball all the way down the field, give his offense some room, push that defense off so they can work the underneath. That's what Brock was doing, man. That's essentially That's what, what you do when you throw long is you, you open up a lot of stuff underneath because teams bingo. are like, hell nah, you're not beating us over the top. And then bingo. you have – and all the guys you have on your team are essentially – they thrive for the underneath stuff. So in a way, like, man, that's – Brock's got to hit those throws, man, because that changes a lot of stuff. But we'll see, man. We got we got a lot of season left. It's in there. Last night's game, these were the players that got a little dinged up. Uh, I know everybody's asking about Brandon Ayuk. He was in and out of the game. Kyle Shanahan did speak about it. He said he's not too worried. I mean, he was in and out of the game, but he does have some type of a shoulder neck injury. I don't have any confirmation on how serious it is. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, he did come back. Who was it that caught a pass from Brock Purdy and Brock got lit up? I can't remember off the top of my head, but Brock stayed in the pocket for, I think it was Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> He got flung. I, I Brock got lit. 
That's why we got to start putting respect on his name. He literally stayed in the pocket, and I think it was Aaron Donald. I think I think this might have been his one. Nope. Because it's not a tackle if they get rid of the ball. You know what I'm saying? This might have been that one pressure. And Brock got lit. And I was like, but he made the throw. And it was a first down. I really think it was Brandon Ayuk on that one. It, it might have been, been Jennings, but I thought it was Ayuk. People were saying it's Jennings. So it could have been Jennings. I could be wrong. Got to go back and rewatch it. You know what I'm saying? All I know is Brock stood in the pocket to the very end end of that. And I was just like, okay. Oh, he's playing quarterback. He's he's, he's a with tough the guy. Still big can't boys. allow him to get hit like that all the time, though. I it was it it, it was man. it was more like he was just waiting for the right the right receiver to get up. But the fact that the throw was accurate, bro, that was yeah, crazy. The throw, the throw was super accurate. He's yeah. very accurate quarterback. He doesn't have a ton of you know amp, uh, power behind a lot of those throws, but he makes them work. Yeah, the throw I'm talking about, y'all, wasn't a sack. The sack was on Byron Young, who chased them down. And I thought it was – I thought Brock got back to the line of scrimmage. I'm talking about on a play where Brock literally stood in the pocket, didn't budge, and waited to the very last second, pulled the trigger, and it was a dart. I really thought it was Ayuk. I could be wrong. Uh, but Diamador Lenore left with a head injury. Uh, and Ambry Thomas left with a knee injury, which was good for the Niners because we had the coming out party for our boy Isaiah Oliver, who played a damn good game. Yeah. One-handed pick? That's what we're doing now? Beautiful. All right, can I just say I think Diamondo Lenore is quickly becoming the best corner on this team. Uh, yeah, because I'm going to second that and say that Diamondo Lenore is the best corner on this team. And his ability to play nickel... Mm-hmm. And his ability to play on the outside, and they are testing him. That I mean, pick they, was nice. Oh, it was beautiful. He played that dude's pocket the whole time. He hit pocketed him, and then right at the right at the last moment, he stepped in front of that bad boy. I was that was as good of a DB rep as you will see in the National Football League. That boy's a he dog. was in that man's hip pocket the whole play, and that's whole how play. you're supposed to play it as a corner. It's called you stay on that pocket and D then it's, to hip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. I that's a hit. Dick, Dick the hit. Uh, yeah. So, that, I mean, Eddie Ed, Ed, G to beat <laughs> somebody in the two people already said it in the. Oh my god. Oh, see, I didn't even know. Look, look, that's what it's called. I ain't gonna say it, but that's what it's called. Like that. That is when I when I always have Eric Crocker on the show, former DB for the New York Football Jets. He always talk about that. Like that's what you want, and that's what that was. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna start calling it now. Yeah, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My brother would be like, what do you all want to dig the hip for? <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call it. <laughs> I'm just going by what I hear. All right. Uh, before we close out the show, I want to I wanna get a couple of things from you. Uh, give me a week three matchup that you're excited to see. Now, Saquon Barkley has an ankle injury, an ankle sprain. From what I read, it's not a high ankle sprain. There is a possibility, depending on how much it swells up today and how much the swelling and the pain is going to be, that he may not play. It's not a break. Those came back negative, but it is a sprain, and they did not label it a high ankle sprain. So give me a week three matchup. 49ers are at home against the New York football Little Giants. I'm just curious to know, who are you watching in this game? I think my matchup, just based on what you just told me, 
and based on the fact that he said that the first two games were essentially like a little bit of like a workout for him because he had to get his football shape would be Nick Bosa. Mm. Nick Bosa is prime. He has big games on uh, primetime games. He tends to shine. And I feel like if the giants are going to have to throw the ball a lot more because their star running back is out. Um, and the fact that they don't have a lot of elite pass catchers on this team, I feel like that would be a good chance for someone like Bosa to get a sack or to maybe a forced fumble. Um, Bosa's time is, is nearing. And I think people need to realize that he just needs to get that work and he'll be fine. Uh, I'm not worried about Bosa at all. Uh, so yeah, Nick Bosa is my matchup, at least on defense on offense. Shoot, man. Give me some more Christian McCaffrey. I know a lot of people want to see Elijah Mitchell, but I'm of the mindset like Kyle, you ride your big dogs. Uh, when they're, when they're hot, you gotta, you gotta ride the hot hand, man. That's just sports. You don't like take a guy out and say, well, I got to give this guy reps. Um, so screw that. We're getting like 10 yards of pop. I got to give so-and-so reps just to make him So that he's not upset that that's not how football works. If it works, you keep doing it. So offensively, I think Christian McCaffrey has another humongous game. And I think defensively, Nick Bosa, at least from my mind is going to have a coming out in this game, just because if one, it's a, it's a primetime game and two, uh, he said his first two games pretty much were like what he expected. And he had to go through some football, getting that football callus back. So I expect Nick Bosa to have a good game on Thursday. So watch out giants. Love it. Love it. Love it. I'll be doing some key matchups a little bit later on in the week. Uh, but if I had to do just to kind of like piggyback off some of the things you said, listen, Nick Bosa is getting his legs back under him, under him. Three, like he had about three pressures, I think, in this last pass game. I mean, he, but he was also held several times. They actually yep. called it twice, right? Like they called it twice. So shout out and to the officials. Out. I, listen, he was double teamed about thirty five percent of the time in this past game. Uh, I think it was double teamed forty five percent of the time in the Steelers game. So they're looking to definitely take him out of the game and they're going to force the Niners to dial up pressure elsewhere. Obviously, against the Giants. I like the matchup. If Andrew Thomas plays, I think Nick Bosa's going to feast. I mean, I don't know if he played on Sunday. He was dealing with an injury. But I don't expect him to be a full go. And so, like, I feel like this is a game where Nick Bosa can kind of, like, to be honest, he only plays 63 snaps. He may be one of the freshest 49er players because he wasn't at practice. He wasn't at all that stuff. He might just tee up, and it's at home. So just think about that. This this may be the game. On the lights, baby. Yes, I love, sir. I love I love Thursday. I hate Thursday night games, but I love Thursday night games because the Niners always seem to do well. At least I think they do. I'm pretty sure they do. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking for this one Yeah, uh, to be something of special – of special caliber, just because, like, I, you know, the Niners get to rest after they can get it's almost like a little mini buy, like a mini a buy, yeah. And yeah. this will be good for them. Think about that, man. If they can go into this three and oh, that's you can't you can't ask for a better start to the season because they've been so doo doo the last couple of years, starting slow, two slow. and five, three and five, whatever the hell they've been starting as. So, three and oh, you're gonna have a little bit of a home stand. This is the way to start it, man. If you want to get that championship this year, man, you got to take care of those games, especially the ones. Now the Niners two and zero on the road to start the season. You can't ask, you can't. And people are like, well, you know, what? It doesn't matter how you win. You got two two road wins in the National Football League. It's tough. So, uh, I can't wait for Thursday. Is it too early to get a quick score prediction for you from you? Mm, I'm gonna go 49ers thirty five, Giants thirteen. 
I like it. I'm I'm sticking with the with, I feel like the Niners don't wanna I'm not gonna give my score, but actually you know what? I don't care. I'm gonna do it. I'm I'm stuck at the, I'm going 34-13 here. I think they Ooh. they get over so you get all, you're going all touchdowns. I I feel like they get one field goal, it's a big one, and then they get you some points. I, I think that's what I'm gonna get from the 49ers in this game. Uh I just if I had to watch one player from the Giants, it's Danny Dimes. Uh because it's the guy that he he just he just wants to run. And he's more efficient when he's successfully then, running the ball. Yeah, the Niners need to do something about this running quarterback trash. Right. And somebody to needs me, to get that's, hit. That's still our Achilles, right? Absolutely like is our Achilles. We, we've it, done it kind better. of showed in this past game a little bit. The Niners on some of those runs that the ran the Niners run right upfield. They run right past the running back a lot of times. And it freaking infuriates me. That's the one thing about that wide nine defense that I hate is that it's all about rushing upfield. And like a lot of times you give running backs a free pass right back, right past you. And same thing with quarterbacks who actually run the ball and step up in the pocket. So come on. I want to see Hargrave and Armstead, get some push up the middle, man. Let's get some push up the middle. I think with Danny dimes, he's not an accurate quarterback, high accurate quarterback. You're not going to get the quick release throws. What we want to do is play good pass coverage and force him to throw the ball. I think they're going to be fine. But now if he takes off and runs and you don't have a guy spying him, that's where he could pick up yards. They can build momentum. They could do things like that. So for it's just Danny Dimes. Like, and, and, and I like I like their tight end. You know, I like Darren Waller. I think he's a good tight end in the football really league. Yeah. But they're trying to still figure it out. I don't feel like they have any wide receivers that we have to sit here and fear. Um so I think I, I like the 49ers in this game. Uh, now, the Giants are coming off of that road victory in Arizona with that comeback win. But if Saquon Barkley is not good to go, like, and even if he is, he going to get hurt. Like, the, like, at the end of the day, like, when you play the 49ers, they're trying to kill you. Like yeah. They're going to hurt like, a couple of their own guys, but someone else... That's what I'm saying. Like, they, they play hard. Like... The steel, we'll find out tonight. Tonight, Monday Night Football, we're going to find out if the Steelers got beat up or not. Like, watch. Like, and they're playing, are they playing Cleveland tonight? I think so. Another tough defense. This is going to be crazy. And I guarantee you, the Rams won't look good next week. I'm sorry if you're a Rams fan. I just don't think you'll look great. Y'all got, you won't look good. Like, you just won't. Y'all got hit. Y'all got hit. Like, the Niners apply the defense. Like, that's what they do. They always have been. Remember last year, that crazy stat? Every, Every time, time we play, played them, yeah. they lost. The it's crazy. Like, the Niners like to apply the D. That's it. It is what it is. Aaron, let everybody know what you got going on for the rest of the week, man. That's what I love about Mondays. You can kind of give everybody the game plan, All the rundown. Right. I have a show on my channel tonight, uh, Niners Coast to Coast. It's my turn to host. Uh, me, Brian Culp, David McNiner, and Ty Alston from East Coast Red and Gold Podcast, 8.15 p.m. Eastern. We're going to just break down the game. Uh, you know, we're it's a we're a kind of a chill bunch. We're not all, like, super articulate, and uh, we're, we're not as <laughs> – we ain't like Breezy. He's just – but we do the best we can. We have fun. It's a very relaxed show. Uh, We'll talk about the game. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of Niner love and Purdy love, especially coming from me. Um, 8.15 p.m. Eastern. Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern at night, it's me and Raj from RSF 49ers Live. That's his new channel. Check it out. 
And then Wednesday, me and my guy, Ted, I know a lot of you guys have problems with Ted, but that's his own opinions, man. And he runs with them and he sticks to them. Uh, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, 3.30 p.m. Pacific time. So three shows in three days. Actually, no, there's two shows today. Uh, but yeah, those are my shows. And then the end of the week, I am wide open, but I've, I'm always looking to bring somebody on to do like a preview show, uh, especially maybe like Friday, Saturday. So yeah, those are my, those are the three remaining shows I have this week. Perfect. Sounds like a nice little lineup. Everybody, make sure you're following 49ers First Takes right here. There'll be an at symbol of his channel inside the description of the show. All right. So you guys can just go click on it or whatnot and go ahead and give him a subscription or subscribe to his channel. Uh, this week, I'll just do Monday. Uh, tonight, we got the Nitty Gritty Niners show at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Before at 4 p.m., no harm, no foul, myself and Mike Andrews, we're going to talk about Bosa Sex. And we'll leave it at that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all so much for tuning in to the Wayne Breezy Show. Aaron, you want to take us out? Because I like when you close out. Well, <laughs> Did I just put him on the spot? I think you I put just... me on the spot. Close us out, bro. We are going to be 3-0 and by Friday. So everybody get ready. The Niners are going to be 3-0 and heading into a long weekend. We can relax. We can watch football. It won't be the 49ers, and we can just rest easy that our team is starting 3-0 and for the season, and uh, it's a long season ahead. We have some home games coming, so the Niners have a chance to really stack that record. So let's get ready for a really great season for the 49ers. I can't wait. 3-0, and baby. It's throwback week. The Niners will be wearing their Ooh, home throwbacks. Let's go to 1994 joints in 2023. I got Super Chat contributions and nobody cussing me out. Not today. I'm sorry. Diamond Dog Sports with two contributions. So I hate waiting to the end of the show. Matthew Stafford deserves more respect than he gets. We had him frustrated, though, towards the end. And then he yes, followed he up and said, if Brock Purdy is bad, I don't want to be right. That is a song. If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. Yes. I love it. And my man Mark Lamar says, is a blowout needed for a statement to Dallas? Oh. No. I don't think so either. No. Not, I, I not, just not, just I'm, beat I'm the Giants. On the, I'm not poo-pooing on the idea. I'm just saying uh, it's the NFL. I, I mean, you, a win's a win to me and in, in my in my opinion. But I understand what he's saying, though. Oh, for sure. I mean, you want Dallas is one of the juggernauts in the NFC as of right now. And they're also in the NFC East. So if you beat them really bad, <clears throat> listen, our schedule, we got the Giants, got the Cardinals, we got the Cowboys. Those are our next three games. All winnable games. So we'll see what happens. I don't think a blowout is needed, Mark. Appreciate the contribution, my brother. But again, the 49ers just need to go out there and do what they damn do and stop making all the damn mistakes. They'll be just fine in each and every game, guys. Real talk. Love y'all. Stay up, stay faithful. We out this time. Peace. I be sipping gold bar, whiskey on the rocks, and a 24 karat gold on a watch. My 71 Chevy be tipping nonstop, sounding like Trent Williams on the block. So you know we can't stop, we be banging through your speakers. Wayne Breezy on the filter in the bleachers. You can tune into my show and I'm a teacher. Wayne Breezy.